0: There's a whole lot of people talking, but these might be the second and third most important people in the country, you know, right behind us. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer, and this is my very important wife, Nikki. And before we dive into this topic, baby, is there anything you would like to say?
1: I just want to thank God for the weekend we had. Um, I know I'd ask for prayer for his sister and family when they were driving here to Florida from New Mexico, and all went well. We had a really good time visiting with them. And, yeah, just pray for the rest of their trip. They're just kind of hanging out in um, New Orleans. So just pray against all the weird voodoo going <laughs> on there. I don't know. That culture is kind of... So. Uh, but pray they have a good time I'm
0: sure yeah. they will. please pray for them <laughs> jump on uh the discord please we would love to hear from you guys in the discord prayer requests praise reports all that if you're on youtube whatever like and subscribe follow us on the podcast all that good stuff and then pray for us um, is you're watching the video you can see we're kind of in a different location than we normally record in and if you're on the podcast, maybe we sound a little different than what we would normally record in, we're kind of on location here in a different room of our house. And God willing, by next week, Monday, um, our sort of podcast you know studio will fully be set up and we'll officially have a home to record in um, every day, uh, whenever we need to. So that's the work I'm going to be working on this week. So please pray for us that I don't freak out and, you know, Get ungodly. So, we definitely need prayers for that. So, um, but today in this episode and kind of throughout the week, and we wanted to focus and kind of just joking aside on the whole second and third most important people. um, These are, in my opinion, you know, they're arguably the two most important voices um, that we need to be listening to today. Mm -hmm. So, um, today that's kind of what we're going to be covering is just who. The, uh, gentlemen are and then Wednesday and Friday on those episodes we're gonna be taking a deeper look at each one individually so mm-hmm. just to kind of kick off this show you know I was scrolling through Twitter um, in full disclosure I only really go on to Twitter uh, to kind of help grow the audience for this show you know trying to Get our name out there a little bit. Twitter's a cesspool. Yes, (laughs) unless you are like building a business and you need Twitter for that, please God stay off Twitter. Um, But anyways, that's why I was on there scrolling through, seeing if there's anything I could comment on that was worthwhile to help kind of grow our brand a little bit. And as I was scrolling through, I saw two tweets, and they both happened to be from the Blaze, which is a news source we use a lot, Um, and they were both in reference to Derek Chauvin's murder conviction. So, you know, if you're not tracking what was going on with Derek Chauvin, um, you know, maybe you've got a real life and you've got better things going on. But we don't. So um, because this is our life. Right. But uh, so just to kind of fill you in, Derek Chauvin, you know, the police officer who was found guilty of killing George Floyd, you know, last year, he got sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison for that. So in response to his conviction, um, the first tweet that I saw, it was from CNN commentator Van Jones, um, who is no friend to Christians, you know, he's, or really even patriotic American. He's just a commentator? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, an intellectual that became a commentator, and he's an mm-hmm. avowed communist. You know, he's no friend of ours. But in one of his tweets, or in a tweet that they had mentioned, like an article or something that he was talking about, he had mentioned having compassion on Derek Chauvin's mother after finding out this conviction. So
1: he's not a Christian.
0: No, I mean, very few communists are really Christians. So, um, (laughs) but then the second one was George Floyd's brother. So going through, saw this tweet again. And he, uh, in a statement, I guess he was making to the media after the conviction. um, He said the most blasphemous words in American society. And we just wanted to give a fair warning that if you have children in the room that are listening to this, shuttle them out. Um, for a few seconds so we'll give you a three second countdown all right all clear he said all lives matter i know i know startling (laughs) for sure um i lost my mind when i heard it and i had to catch my breath but um you know he's obviously right in saying that we're kind of just joking right like he's not a monster for saying that but um although we can't say that for sure right we don't know If George Floyd's brother's a monster, but we're assuming he's not. He seems like a good fella, but we don't know the man. So, um, these two tweets, they sort of stuck out to me as I was going through them. And the first one, obviously, like we know all Mm -hmm. lives matter, but that's sort of like the truth, which ought not be spoken in this country. Right. Because to say Mm -hmm. all lives matter means you don't support black lives matter, all that nonsense that we've dealt with. Um, but the second one the more upsetting piece really to me was this Van Jones Basically, he said he had compassion for mm-hmm. this woman, and he was just excoriated, crushed on social media. and
1: So people just think you shouldn't have compassion for everybody affected by all the people who are family and friends on both sides, you right. know?
0: No, so they, well, on one side. I they mean, only
1: have compassion for one side, but come on. Like, you have to think. Again, the, and the people he was
0: crushed by obviously were... George Floyd BLM supporters right so right he can have all the compassion in the world he wants for George Floyd and them but none for so he's not mother. a Christian
1: and whatever he's a Democrat whatever but he had compassion
0: yeah and you know obviously we know it's not the same magnitude right like George Floyd died and Derek yeah. Chauvin is going to prison not the same magnitude we get it um but it was just
1: but as you a know. mom, I can see, like, even if, heaven forbid, one day when our kids did a crime and had to be sentenced, like, that's heartbreaking.
0: Oh, Just of course.
1: because, like, <laughs> it's crazy that people have no, no compassion, except for one side. But the whole thing is, is terrible. I mean, looking at it from a Christian perspective, it's. It's just horrible all around. Just the way everybody's riled up and attacking each other, it's like the damage is continuing. It's like it happened any sentence, but it's just going to be ongoing.
0: So as Christians, you know, we're supposed to be compassionate people, right? That's what we're called to. So just a couple mm-hmm. of Bible verses there to, you know, so it's not what we're saying. But if you want to read these verses, honey.
1: Mhm. Starting at 15?
0: Yeah, so Romans 12, mm-hmm. 15.
1: Yeah. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. So you might, I mean, we hate what happened, but even so there are people hurting and we don't we don't rejoice that they're hurting. We weep with them when they're hurting. We hurt when they hurt. when And I don't know if that is, if she's a Christian, the mom, or anything. I mean, we, we pray for them.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. we definitely should. And then... Even more so in Colossians 3. um, If you want to read that.
1: Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive.
0: Yeah, like forgiveness. (laughs) It's probably, you know. Out the window as far as most people are concerned in this case but um, compassion definitely should be yeah. something that's on our mind and you know again like as christians we should know this and it was just weird that the first person that i saw mention compassion in this sense wasn't a vowed communist you know a non-christian like how can we be beaten to the compassion punch by a communist it just it should not be happening in this and like you mentioned we don't know if this lady's a christian not christian but she didn't kill George Floyd, right? She Mm -hmm. still has a son who is going away, potentially for the rest of his life, for the rest of her life, locked in prison. Mm -hmm. And um, So you, again, you don't have to feel necessarily, like, sorry for Derek Chauvin and stuff, but, like, this is his mom, right? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so, again, as Christians, this is just kind of why we're talking about this, so...
1: Don't get sucked into all of the comments and opinions. Like, remember to have compassion, to not just have the anger. And we really do need to pay attention what what voices we are listening to. Because, let's face I mean, we know who you keep company is going to affect your character. The same thing is what you're reading, who you're listening to, is going to affect your thoughts, your way of thinking, and getting back with other Christians who encourage us. To think the way Christ would think about something and have compassion.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that was kind of the foundation, kind of looking at those two topics. Um, and then, yeah, on that, like, we we need to have our thinking retooled, basically, is mm-hmm. what I was kind of hit with. Um, and kind of we need to have maybe our thought leaders sort of thinned out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That was kind of something that I had thought about. Too many voices. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of great teachers out there in a lot of different realms. But, yeah, sometimes too many voices can be a little conflicting or, you know, whatever. You're just in the mode of just taking in all this data and you're not really doing anything with it. So um, I thought if I had to pick two um, for, you know, me and her to listen to, for you to listen to, if you were asking me for advice um, in today's climate... And these are people you've heard me mention before, but they would be Vody Bakum, Vody Bakum, and Jason Whitlock, who a lot of you may still be unfamiliar with. But uh, these two gentlemen, like I said, we've mentioned on the podcast, we've linked their shows before. I believe they're definitely the voices that we need to hear right now. And I think we need leaders, and this is why I picked them, and thinkers that are both like equipped but more so, they're willing to address the current climate that we live in.
1: Yeah, because even when we were going to church, I mean, a lot of pastors don't want to touch any political topics. But they're also moral topics. You know, there be abortion or the Me Too movement or... I don't know, all the things this, every time there's an election. Nobody wants to talk about it because they don't want to lose numbers. But these are things that we really need... Uh, a voice of uh, a reason, a Christian voice. Because if we don't, the church is going to be divided. They might all still keep coming, but outside church, everybody's getting on social media and fighting with each other. And everybody in your church probably doesn't even like each other because nobody's guiding them and how to think, how to process all this. It's very important that pastors are leading the sheep in all these circumstances.
0: Yeah, definitely. And like, it doesn't mean that we're not hearing good preaching, right? Like, you know, we are, and I guess all of God's word is technically timely, you know, but, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it doesn't seem to tackle sort of the issues that we're facing on a day-to-day basis. And I know that that's hard and there's a lot of pressure to put on pastors to be that flexible in what they're preaching and stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. COVID lockdowns come out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, but like that's why for us at least on this show we've tried to point you to some of these people that are speaking about these topics you know pastor smotherman Mm -hmm. um down at legacy church we've offered up a lot of his sermons and stuff because he really attacked the whole government lockdown um anti-christ vibe of that and we want to do that more Mm -hmm. and i think jason whitlock and Vody um are those two people because as believers like we're sheep mostly right and sheep need a shepherd and The idea of shepherding is like things change, right? Like if your sheep are grazing in a field and you go to a new field, like you don't just go, remember how you ate that grass at the last field? Like it's the same over, no, it's a different field, man. Like, so we Mm -hmm. need different leading and different guiding for the different times that we're in. Just like
1: in the New Testament, I mean, all the letters like addressing the different churches and the specific issues they were facing, things that maybe there were false teachings going on or, he addressed real issues that, the, that that church was facing. He didn't just gloss over it. And, I mean, it's good. Like, truth is being preached in churches, but they're also ignoring the things that are going on in the church that are causing division. So those things were addressed, you know, in those letters to the churches in the New Testament. in for today, those things also need to be addressed. There's always new things going on in the church, and you can't ignore it.
0: Yeah, like all of Paul's letters basically were addressed and stuff. But then even back in the Old Testament, like all the prophets and stuff, right? Like they were speaking to people in their current mm-hmm. sin and what they were going through. And yep. they were calling them out of it and how to get out of it. How do we get out of this sort of thing? And um, so they were timely issues. They weren't just mm-hmm. addressing God's goodness. And sorry if you can hear banging around. Our kids are, you know, apparently doing gymnastics right above us. But um, <laughs> The studio's coming next week, I promise. But, um, you know, the problem that we're facing today, and it's kind of been a moving target, Target, but the one that we're kind of dealing with right now is sort of this critical race theory, this systemic racism issue that's going on. Um, and that's why I think uh, Vodi Bakum and Jason Whitlock are so important um, for us to be listening to today. You know, first and probably foremost, um, the main reason is they're both Christians. You know, they both mm-hmm. understand that, the only thing that's going to solve the issues our country faces is Jesus. Um, anything mm-hmm. outside of that is just a temporary fix.
1: Yeah, and I think it's important because both of these guys, black men, they both grow up in the inner city. Like, they're the perfect candidate, you know, the ones who, you know, were oppressed and should have been, shouldn't have been able to have a voice. And they do. They've been through it. So they can speak on behalf of these people and get them out of that mentality you know like you're not gonna speak on behalf of them they're gonna ignore you
0: yeah i mean and it's sad to say because that shouldn't be the case in 2021 america but yeah if you come at somebody with trying to talk down about critical race theory like me and nikki are like the pinnacle of hegemony and the oppressors we're white christian yeah. heterosexual uh cisgendered you know but if you could come at it and like no nah, i didn't say any of this like this is voties talking mm-hmm. point this is jason whitlock or they're Whitlock's the voices talking to point. listen
1: to on it definitely yeah so you've
0: got more ammunition to yeah. use um their point of view
1: yeah their perspective and
0: they're the right people to tackle these arguments you know first and foremost from a religious angle you know Vodi mm-hmm. bockham's a uh has a doctorate in theology he's the current dean of theology at uh, an african christian university um but jason as well right like just because he's A 50-year-old, lifelong Christian who's intelligent and articulate and can make his argument. They're good people to speak on these. And then also from the cultural angle, which is very important. You know, Jason might be uh, more equipped here because he's been taking on this um, false narrative of black oppressed culture for 30 years. Um, In his writing, he was a sports journalist Um, But Vodi as well, right, for the same reason. He's smart. He's lived this life. He's an older man, so he has experience. So they're perfect people, I think, in today's climate Mm -hmm. to tackle these topics. So these two men, we believe, you know, they can give you the knowledge to sort of both understand critical race theory, um, but also give you sort of ammunition to speak intelligently about it Mm -hmm. if these get brought up um, in your circles. So that's kind of what we wanted to lay out today is kind of a introductory of what we're going to talk about for the next two episodes. So uh, I think we're going to probably try to look at maybe Vody on Wednesday, Jason on Friday, but I may flip those around. We'll see. Um, but that's what we're going to kind of talk about. Why I think each one of these guys individually um, is somebody that's worth us paying attention to right now. So as we get ready to wrap this episode up, honey, do you have any last thoughts?
1: Well, like you said, like thin out all the voices and do something about it like today because (laughs) you don't go and like unfollow whoever you're following on Twitter Facebook. And gosh, there's people who just, they follow too many voices. And yeah, I think that's a great idea. Thin it out and really just, like you said, uh, these two guys here, they'll give you the understanding of it all.
0: Yeah, I mean, the I like to listen opinion. to, read, and, you know, watch a lot of stuff, too. But really, I think at this point, if they're not bringing these arguments from the position of Christ, mm-hmm. you're probably wasting your time. Right. I mean, we're fighting spiritual right. battles yes. here. This isn't just a, that. you know, this isn't, do you want a higher tax rate on middle income earners? Like, <laughs> this is bigger than that. This is like the soul of a nation, Um Mm -hmm. and it's a spiritual battle so we need spiritual thinking so um stick around please uh again like subscribe share us with somebody if you think this would be worth them listening to but that's all we got for you guys today we love you god bless